Earlier this month, the Defense Department under Chief Information Officer Dana Deasy put out an 18-page cloud strategy. It seemed to be little more than reaffirming what the department is already doing in the cloud. Contractors are puzzled. For one take, we turn to Larry Allen, president of Allen Federal Business Partners. And, yeah, give us your take on this document, which is a little bit of a strange one, I think. Tom, the document is a little strange in that, as you said in the intro, it does a lot to reaffirm what DOD is already doing in cloud in that it seems obvious or should seem obvious to people that read it that if you're not a large established DOD contractor or a nationally recognized commercial cloud provider, there probably aren't a lot of really large business opportunities for you to sell cloud services in the Department of Defense. There may be some small ones. The confusion, though, comes in with the cloud policy affirming DOD's desire to get commercial cloud solutions, which makes sense because DOD doesn't have to invest resources to do the same type of work that commercial companies have already done they can get commercial solutions faster and uh, for less money. But they're really almost constraining themselves uh, on who they are willing to look at those solutions from to uh, companies that they view to be uh, reliable and established. Maybe perhaps the anxiety on the part of industry could be related to the fact that if DOD were to do the equivalent and build mega data centers again, which they're not going to do. But when you build a data center, it takes about 100 contractors, 100 suppliers of products and services, maybe 1,000, to actually build a modern data center. When you go straight to the cloud, you are buying from another giant company in their case. It looks like it's going to be Amazon. And there's not that pull-through of all these small contractors and small suppliers. It's almost as if they're building a new airplane, but only one company does all the work. That's a very good way to look at it. And while there are a lot of savings to be had from going to the cloud, that's one of the reasons why not just DOD, but all large commercial and government organizations are increasingly uh, relying on cloud for things like storage, but also applications and even telecommunication solutions. Uh, more functionality, lower overhead, better uh, cost uh, outlooks. So there are a lot of good economic reasons. However, from a supplier base reason, uh, uh, from a supplier base perspective, rather, uh, there are going to be fewer suppliers here. DOD talks a lot about innovation, and we still do have our innovation labs inside the Department of Defense. And it's certainly possible that you're going to have uh, smaller companies and innovative companies be able to do things uh, for some of the smaller clouds. In the cloud policy, for example, DC mentioned uh, three different types of clouds, general purpose, fit for purpose, and internal. So somewhere for a general purpose or fit for a specific purpose cloud, there could be an opportunity for a smaller player. But as we've seen, the agency has said that for its massive JEDI contract, it expects to go for one uh, contractor. When it did its mill cloud contract last year, it awarded that to one large established defense contractor. So we're really talking about shrinking the supplier base and shrinking the ability of smaller businesses to effectively 
compete for really any meaningful business for the cloud inside DOD. We're speaking with Larry Allen, president of Allen Federal Business Partners. And to switch gears here for a moment, you have taken up the topic of contractors buying other contractors. And sometimes they do so for what seems like a good financial motivation, but it doesn't really make good business sense. The idea of contractors buying contractors, Tom, is not new, but I like to talk about it every now and then, particularly in this market, because we expect to see a lot of merger and acquisition activity, both in the defense field, but also generally across government contracting. Uh, This is a time when we've already seen a number of mergers and acquisitions, and I think we're going to continue to do so. So it's important that people understand how to do these right. And GAO was incredibly helpful to us in this regard in a recent protest ruling where they came out correctly, I think, and said an agency has a perfect right to have privity of contract with a company that they expect to be doing all of the work. And the instant case surrounded uh, Grant Thornton, who is a well-known and very experienced government contractor that had bought another company specifically to get access to that company's government contract, which is a good reason to buy a company. However, you have to have a novation agreement before the buyer actually owns the company in the government's eyes. Financial firms may believe that once the transaction, the asset purchase is complete, that the new company is the rightful owner and performer, but the government doesn't believe that until a novation requirement uh, is fulfilled. And in fact, in this case, Grant Thornton had not completed the novation exercise with the company it had purchased, and uh, it found itself on the losing end of a protest. And what is a novation agreement? Novation agreement is where the buying company formally takes ownership of the contract and assets of the company uh, that the contract assets of the company that it purchased, it becomes the new company that will own the contract and be responsible for performance on that contract. And the real key to this specific example, Tom, is that since that transaction had not been complete, Grant Thornton could not bid on the piece of business, in this case, that DHS was putting out, because it was still the previous company that owned the contract in the eyes of the government. So any bid they got from Grant Thornton wouldn't be responsive because Grant Thornton didn't own the contract. Uh, That's a cautionary tale, uh, and it does show that there is a fundamental difference between the financial transaction which gives you technical ownership of the company, and the novation agreement, which gives you the ownership of the contract that you wanted in the first place. Well, the first two syllables in novation are nova, which is no-go. So maybe people ought to pay attention to that before they jump, I guess. Novation agreements are not uncommon, Tom, but as you indicate, they are not slam dunks either. And getting to the bigger question, do you expect in this I don't want to even say post-shutdown era, but maybe pre-next shutdown era, which will be six months from now, let's say, God forbid. But do you think there's going to be more merger and acquisition activity just because mid-sized and smaller contractors want to have financial scale, perhaps, to weather these situations when they don't get paid? 
because ultimately it's still profitable business, but it can be hard in the short term when the cash isn't coming in. I think that's going to be one driving factor, Tom. Certainly, we've already seen uh, at least one government contractor state that as a reason for why they're looking around uh, for uh, assets to buy. Uh, Another uh, driver is going to be uh, the increased use of these uh, government-wide acquisition contract vehicles, things in GSA, particularly like Oasis and Alliant 2, and potentially even EIS, if we ever get any business that's generated through EIS, uh, where uh, those are going to be lucrative channels through which a lot of business is conducted, making uh, some of the smaller companies in particular very viable takeover targets for companies that want to have access to that channel. Larry Allen is president of Allen Federal Business Partners. Thanks so much. Tom, I appreciate it, and I wish your listeners happy selling. Find a link to his blog and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to The Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at Grifflesplasma.com.